0: Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and inspirationista, Sherry Dunleavy. Hey, everyone. Sherry Dunlevy, your inspirationista. You know, recently I was on another podcast talking about grief when the host asked me about what can we do to best reach out and support a grieving friend. And of course, I had suggestions for her. I mean, after all, I did write the book on this literally. It's called How Can I Help? your go-to guide for helping loved ones through life's difficulties. But really in order to offer her an answer, I told her that there were two main things that grieving people told me in the book that really meant the most to them. And they felt the most supported when people did these two things. Number one was they felt it was very helpful when people prayed for them. And number two, they also said, just be there for me. Just be there for me. Now. We can go into both of those topics uh, a little bit later on in another discussion, but what I really want to talk to you about today is the one thing that all of us seem to say that really is one of the least helpful things that you can say, and I want you to think about it, because as I say this phrase to you, I think you'll be a unicorn, (laughs) Literally, if you have never said this to someone. So are you curious about what the one phrase is that just about all of us say that is one of the most least helpful things that you can say? Okay, Well, wow, here it is. Sally, if there's anything you need, please just let me know. Or Dave, if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know what it is and I'll do it. Half the time we say this, we mean it, right? And who has not said this? I've even said this. And in fact, I still have to stop myself as I hear the words coming out of my mouth. I have to rein them back in because that's not helpful. So why isn't it so helpful? Well, there's not just one reason. There's many reasons why this isn't so helpful. So bear with me. I'm going to tell you why this isn't so helpful. And then I'm going to tell you how you can switch it around and make it one of the most helpful phrases that you can say to any friend who is going through a difficult time. So number one on the list by saying... Sally, if there's anything I can do, let me know. You're putting the responsibility of helping her on the person who needs the support the most. So speaking as a recent griever, I can tell you that when people told me this after uh, my father died, I felt like this was another obligation that I had to fulfill. Not only did I have to deal with planning the funeral, calling family and friends, finding a caterer for the event, making all the arrangements. Now I have to find something for Lori to do so that she can help us. I know that she means well, but I don't have the time, the energy, or the inclination to do this. So I just simply said, thank you. I appreciate it. And then Lori went on her merry way, thinking that she'd done her duty by making the offer. But there was no help. Here's another reason why that phrase is not so helpful. Even though they might have some things that you really could help them with, most likely they're never, ever going to tell you that. They're not going to ask you to do anything for them. And after further talking with the host, we had this amazing discussion because she was sharing with me that as um, through her husband's illness and then his eventual death, it happened during the fall season. And she was at the hospital constantly, and then coming home, you know, late at night and just repeating this day in and day out. And as she was just moving from home to hospital, hospital to home, her leaves just kept, they kept falling off the trees and piling up. And she said, one day a friend went trudging over the leaves and knocked on her door with a casserole. And while she was very grateful for that casserole, her friend also said, you know, if there's anything you need, let me know. And she said, I so desperately wanted to say, did you not see the two feet of leaves that are out there piling up? I would love to have said, could you please rake my leaves? But she knew that was such a big deal that she couldn't even get to it, that she would never in a million years feel comfortable asking someone else to do it. So People aren't going to tell you what they really need because some of those things might not be what you're willing to do. Okay. Here's another reason why that's not so helpful. Some people might not even know what to tell you. I know that when you are in the early stages of grief, you don't know what time of day it is. You don't know what day it is. You are having trouble sleeping and eating. You don't even know if you, you don't even know what you should be doing. You're so busy being in the moment of doing what you need to do for the next thing that you have no idea what you need, no idea whatsoever. So, you know, sometimes we, we lose track of time. We just don't know. So I'm thinking, you know, in a couple of weeks, I might know, I might know, I might see the grass growing 12 inches before realizing, oh my gosh, I've got to get the grass cut. Or I'm out of underwear and I don't know how to do laundry, right? So we don't know what we need. And the fourth reason is, are you really sincere with that offer? Do you really mean it? Or is this just a convenient way to say something nice in hopes of making you feel better and hopefully making them feel better, but I really don't want them to say anything. You know, I've always been on the the side of thinking people really do mean it. Because when I have said it in the past, I really do mean it. What do you need? I will do it for you. Just tell me, right? Um, But they're not gonna tell you what we just talked about that. But I've been talking to a lot of people that have gone through a lot of things, not just death, but divorce or cancer, or just you know a really bad chapter in life. And they tell me that they truly do feel that people are just giving them lip service when they say that. And that's quite unfortunate, quite unfortunate. And I hope that that's not you. And I'm going to assume that's that's not you. I'm going to assume that you are a well-meaning person. And if you're listening to this, I want you to know that there is a better way to say this phrase that is going to be so Helpful to your friends. It's going to be so helpful, and you're going to be so happy that you know this little shift. A better way to say this phrase is Hey, Sally, if there's anything I can do for you, such as mowing the grass, doing some grocery shopping, throwing in a couple of loads of laundry, let me know, and I will be there and do it for you you're giving them options give them two or three options of things that you are willing to do for them that they can say yes to or no to maybe even start thinking about what will they what might they need if you have traditional roles inside the household if a man loses his wife then he might need help with inside the house chores. Okay. And, and, and functions, um, doing laundry. How does the dishwasher work? Uh, how, how do you, you know, make the beds? I've, I've never dusted or ran the sweeper before. I, I don't know, but think outside the box. If you're a woman who loses a husband taking out the garbage, what night is garbage night? Um, What uh, can you do the laundry? Can you shovel snow? Can you rake the leaves? Okay, do they have pets? Can you take their pets out? Can you run their children to different activities? So we can think outside the box. In fact, one woman when I was speaking told me one of the most helpful things that a friend offered her was to go through the medical bills. They were piling up and she just kept putting them off because it was just too overwhelming for her. She said when her friend offered to go over the medical bills with her, she just started crying because she was just dreading that job. We all have gifts, talents, and abilities that we can share with other people that can change their life and take the stress and worry off of them that is going to be so helpful We all have something that we can offer someone who is suffering. All we have to do is phrase it in a way that gives them ideas and allows them to choose that which what they need the most. I also say that if they say no, then follow it up with this is even better. Follow it up with, okay, you might not need this now, but you know what? I'm going to call you back next week, Sally, and I'm going to find out if you need it then. And then I'm going to call you a week after that, and I'm going to keep in touch with you. Friends, this is going to make your friend feel so loved, so supported, because not only are you offering offering help, you're showing them you care. You are allowing them to realize that they are not forgotten. And most of all, they are not alone in this. This is an amazing gift that you can give to your family and friends. So just remember, if there's anything I can do for you, such as, and give them a few options, and then lovingly tell them, if you don't need it now, is it all right if I check back with you in a few weeks to see if you need it then? All right, my friends, this was a graduating grief brief. I hope you enjoyed it and tell your friends about the graduating grief podcast. If you need help moving through your pain and suffering, graduating your grief and finding your joy again, take the graduating grief quiz at graduatinggrief.com backslash quiz and find out where you go. Then join the graduating grief Academy. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.SherryDunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.